0: For today's teachable moment, I'm actually gonna switch it up due to what my guest and I were just talking about backstage. She said I have to leave my phone on if that's okay. And of course of course it's okay. So I switched up the message to be seize the moment. Like you never know when opportunities are gonna present themselves. So if she happens to get a dream a dream role while we're on this podcast, by all means take it. It's like don't let anything get between you and what your goals are nothing because too many times we play too small and then when the opportunity arises we're not ready to seize it so you never know when it's gonna show up you just have to be ready to take it so if the phone rings I don't see it as an as an interruption to the show I see it as her taking another step in realizing her dream so who is this guest boom there she is So, she is a Greek American artist working in the entertainment industry for two decades. Her talent landed her roles alongside the likes of Morgan Freeman and Al Pacino and on hit shows like Law and Order. She's the host of the She's All Over the Place podcast. She's a producer, author, blogger who utilizes her voice to inspire change and transformation in people who want to make an impact on the world. Please help me. Welcome, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. So we'll just say welcome, Katie, to the show. Hey, Robert. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Katie
1: is here. It's such a pleasure Ah. to be here. I love your motivation, your determination, um, you know, making something out of nothing, self-made, you know, I like it. Thank you so much. It really moved
0: me. My pleasure. Thank you. So I know you're out in L.A. now. Are you originally from there?
1: So uh, my family's Greek, I have a Greek background. I'm originally from, what? Detroit, seven miles okay. west side. Yeah, so nice. love Detroit. Yeah, I got a lot of dope artists from Detroit. Um, nice. But I'm bicoastal coastal my dream was always to be, I guess uh, I would joke around and say tri-coastal, like, you know, <laughs> over the pond. So LA, New York and um, like in Europe. So, um, but I'm bi-coastal since 2000, um, 2000- 2012 and yeah, okay. so I'm in I'm in LA right now, focused on um, like that. booking uh, movies and TV shows.
0: Awesome, yeah. love it. So I know you started producing at a young age, and all right. Before we get there, I gotta yeah. I gotta just ask you to describe yourself first. So, like, how would you describe yourself? I'd say, who is Katie?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a really great question, and I really feel, um, you know. Um, to be honest with you, every day is a new day. It's, I'm unfolding like a flower and, um, there's a sense of knowing certain things, the traditional circumstances that I was gifted and given when I came into this world, um, you know, and, and who I am is the discovery. And it's really interesting because like not only am I Katie Chenakis, you know, the second out of. Four children to my mom and dad, who were um, very humble, and kids having kids and working really diligently, uh, full time to you know put provide meals and you know put us in school, and we had meals together every single night. Also, I'm since I'm Greek and my dad's Greek, and my aya is my very best friend in the world. She's ninety two since uh, um we're named after saints and goddesses you know in the greek tradition and um you know we have these names that root from history and it's really cool um with the lineage to be a part of that collective and so i am named after my yayah my best friend Kiryaki means Sunday in Greek, so mm-hmm. today's not Sunday or if you're watching this on a Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And also she she's a saint and she was a martyr and, you know, it was and there's books and literature about her and there's an attachment style of upholding such a, a sacred deity, you know, like her name and and the lineage and, and attaching myself to that. and being an honor to be named after my father's mother, and she's so great. So it's it's so wild because I'm Katie, but then I'm also, my baptismal name is Kiriaki, Saint Kiriaki, so I've always had this split and this divide and and it's wild because when it's like music and poetry and uh, language, I feel Kiriaki is very present and she leads me, kind of like Beyonce has her alter ego and people have mm. alter egos. And then Katie is, my mom didn't want people in America making fun of me. um, So she named me Katie. um, When I was a kid, everyone was like, kiki, 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 kiki. Mm. So everyone, she named me Katie, um, you know, as a mother nurturing and just, you know, I guess what, before I was here, they're like sitting down, having this idea of like what my name would be. So (laughs) um, yeah, Katie became my name and I went in Katie in school. And so when I went to Hollywood, I was and my team sat me down. They're like, Johnny Depp, Woody Allen, Jennifer <laughs> So I guess she's like Jennifer Anastinopoulos. So they're like, Kiriaki Chinakas. They're like, Katie. So I'm like, Katie. And they even wanted to like chop my second half of my name Chinakas. And I'm just like, I don't think so. I drew the mm-hmm. line. Yeah. So, so I've been developing Katie in a way. And Katie means purity. And like the, the name of books, it means purity. And then the Saint Kiriaki also is a saint. So that's, you know, purity. So so they kind of go hand in hand with one another. Um, but that's kind of like some, some about of who I am and how I kind of developed in my life, you know, based on, you know, circumstances and what comes to you. Um, there's this essence and this presence of something to like live up to. So um, I did that mm-hmm. and we can talk more about that later maybe
0: yes yeah I was gonna ask you about that because I, I saw that on your website and I was like hmm it's like I wonder wh- where that stemmed from but I don't have to ask now because you just broke it down for us <laughs> yeah see, see I like how I like how you said presence to live up to because I think that's something that's lacking and I remember when I first I don't know if I pitched to you directly or if I pitched to your assistant when I came across your profile and you know like accumulating all of the hollywood accolades is one thing but i liked your philosophical stance like things things like you just said like that's what actually drew me to you like like i want to get to the heart of what makes you tick and i love the fact that that you said presence to live up to because you know people people don't understand that it doesn't have to be religion like people think that's religion like People can say the universe, people can say the stars, the heavens, like people can say whatever they want to say. But once we make things bigger than us, that's when opportunities start to present themselves. Yeah. So so when you say presence to live up to, is it, are you leaning towards something like that?
1: So, I love what you just said. And so, w- when I say there's the presence to live up to, and there's a sacred knowing since I was a child, and I held that near and dear and sacred to my heart because it's my heart and everyone has their own heart. And so, I kept it and I protected it. But I found along my journey and along the way by protecting it, which is very great to do. And it's sacred because we, you know, we're here and then we're not. So, what are we doing in between that time? and through the developmental process of my names and protecting that, um, there was also the knowing, and then there was also things that implement in life, which is um, brainwashed from what's on TV, brainwashed from generational trauma, what yes. mom and dad say, what siblings say, how they cut you down, how they're so short-minded, what school systems say, what the systems say, um, what um, what um, you know, what happens along the way and then, and then fear comes in and other people's opinions come in and then the comparison and the judging and then the separation. So along the journey, I felt, although I kept it so sacred and so protected, especially with all those things going on, I felt like, um, there was a disconnection in trust, not only in trust in, um, humanity in trust in the world. Um, I felt like I couldn't even trust myself. And so, by not trusting, it really kept me really rigid and stuck in a lot of ways. And through the process um, of being able to, because I'm an I'm an ambivert. So there's extrovert, which is you know out, and the introvert, which is in, and an ambervert is both. So I was like keeping that very sacred and close introverted, but I was being like a social caddy, like or da 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 extroverted. But I would keep people at arm's length, right? And so they didn't yes. know my true powers. Or they knew, but I wouldn't allow them to really um, get too close because I was protecting it. And by doing that, I felt like I cut off a lot of energies and opportunities and experiences in life because I was scared and feared and told to, you know, shut it down or not say this or turn a blind eye and not do that. So I had to then go on this internal journey of dismantling other people's thoughts, wants, how things should look, what it should be and yes. how, how all those things to then really get to the core of my essence and then take a leap of faith of the unknown to trust people outside of myself. And when I did that, I opened up and I really started to flourish in a lot of ways instead of building myself up, getting to the carrot, breaking myself down, building myself up, getting to the carrot, breaking myself down. Mm-hmm. I was able, and I was up and down and I was being reckless with, and, and everyone saw it around me and I would do such great things, but then I would run and they're like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? You were like right there and like, you mm-hmm. like ran. But in my, my psychological thing, I was feared and I was scared that if I was able to like get on the caboose to like have it have a life of its own, that it would be outside of my control. And I was so scared of that. And I thought, I thought I was gonna die. It's so weird, like I thought Mm -hmm. I was gonna die. But then when I I was actually able to get past that psychological um, deep wound within my own psyche, I was able to really take these beautiful projects, podcasting, music, film, acting, all these things and get them on the train tracks. So I'm like an oak tree and they have branches of their own and really see them flourish with other people and with an internal team. But I had such deep rooted trust issues within myself that I really had to iron those out. And it takes a lot of dignity, a lot of work, a lot of practice. And I can share some of the people, you know, who helped me along my journey, you know, that you can tune into and it's absolutely free.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like what steps did you take to get past that? To get past the deep, the deep wounds.
1: So the one that comes up for me right now is Gabor Mate, M-A-T-E. And he has an amazing documentary called The Wisdom of Trauma. And Gabor mm-hmm. Mate, you can YouTube him. The first time I was turned on to him, um, I I YouTubed him for 16 hours in a row. I just like, wow. it was a weekend. It was a holiday. And I'm like, I'm just going to flourish within my own self. And um, I just for 16 hours, I was just like in bed listening to Gabor Mate. And he really demystifies trauma and how we're all traumatized and the circumstances of why. Um, It's really beautiful. So I can give you the door and the key, but you have to turn it and walk and then soak it up. And you take what works for you and you leave what doesn't. Roaming Free Inside the Cage is an amazing book. And the author actually from Michigan he um, works with um, uh, you know prenatal and infancy when when children are born coming out of the womb and what happens and the stages of what <clears throat> happens to each individual which shape shifts energetically our personal needs based on like our mom and if she's there nurturing us or if it's independent and she's not emotionally available for us and there's different things so uh, roaming free inside the cage is an amazing book I would definitely read. Um, Caroline Mice, she's a Mystic Intuitive, M-Y-S-S. Um, it, you can download Overdrive, uh, the, it's an app, and they have a deal with the library and it's free and you can literally download up to 30 audiobooks per month for free. And wow. Caroline, yeah, and Caroline Mice has um, like over 10 books and she reads them herself. And so you're listening to the author and the essence of her soul and the purity and the the work that she's done in the world. And you're just, I just like, you know, it's dark, I'm listening to it. And it feels like she's directly touching my soul and, and healing. And there's just this sense of understanding and this knowing you can light a candle, you can take a bath, take a hot shower to, you know, be relaxed, to create space for yourself to tune in and listen to that vibration. So then it sensorily becomes a part of your language and it becomes a part of things that you're interested in. You're sowing seeds for new interests. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Greg Braden, Dr. Huberman, Paul Check, C H E K, they all have YouTubes, they all have TED Talks, they all have podcasts. And you can just like get this wealth of information and they all have books and audiobooks. And so it's a journey, you know, and it's a part of the journey. But these are healthy things we can implement for ourselves and what we want to do is we get so excited and then we want to share it with someone like you it's reciprocal because we're here but we have to be mindful that if other people in our surroundings our mom our dad our siblings our partners if they're stuck in their own stuff and they're so attached to their stuckness and their anger and they're so attached to their righteousness and already thinking they know who you are, and you're wanting to break out of that mold of your circumstance. It's like it's concrete and it's so hard to get out. So, the best thing to do is keep it for self. And even though you're excited, keep that energy of excitement for yourself because if you have to be mindful when you're putting out something, excitement. Someone can um, put the flame out immediately, mm. and so then you're going to be upset because you're you're projecting your excitement onto other people who might not want to be hearing it. If the person tuning in shout out is right now, it's because they want to be here and they're tuned in and they're like you know open to this information and this knowledge. These are the p- safe spaces and safe conversations because you know emotional intelligence and mental health and communication and behavior patterns are so sensitive. And, you know, not everyone is attuned to that because we have so much processed foods and we have so much contamination and environmental contamination where there's, you know, the physical health, there's the mental health. But then there has to be quantum detoxification energetically on an energetic vibration. We can only focus on one thing at a time where attention flows, energy, where attention goes, energy flows. So if we see a new book or all these people I just mentioned in this podcast and we're talking and we're lastly if we're fueling it we're fueling it for ourselves we're going to get so revved up inside that we're going to burst out with joy and then whatever happens outside of us it won't matter because we'll be an oak tree inside and the analogy i'll give lastly is this it's kind of like if you have a car and you have brake pads and rotors and you're driving and they can rust and they can get eh, making that noise if they get too low so you need to like you know change them and rotate them and you know make sure you have that pad and that cushion for yourself within you know no actually I have one small analogy that's that that, that's the one I meant to say actually so I found out a few years ago in the first trimester a lot of women miscarry it's just very common that women miscarry so what I've always known is no one ever talks about it in the first trimester, the first three months. So when I'm doing a project, oh, so when I'm doing a project uh, or, you know, I'm birthing something like this, how we're talking about, how do we get unstuck? How do we get to that? How do we get out of the concrete? How do we move past our circumstances? How do we move past from a place? One step at a time yes. with a- attention flows, energy goes with something that's aspirational attuned to one person but the thing is when you're doing this keep it for self keep it for self for the first three months because it's an energy just like a baby when it's developing it can dissipate they say the spirits you know shakespeare talked about the spirits in the 1500s like a a, like it was a spirit was a real thing right and then it got demystified and played down through the ages but the thing is when an when a baby's being created in the first 3 months it needs to get a solid base. So before it goes out into the world, so when you're wanting to do something for yourself even though you want to tell people about it because you might be excited, it's called the chi and energy to keep it within, you know, for 3 months, 6 months, build that within. So when you do go to talk about it with someone that you want to share it with, no matter what they energetically say they're cut down yes. word they're cut down thought or you can't do that or that can't happen or good luck trying or whatever <laughs> it won't affect you as and it won't cut you as deep because you've already developed this relation inside with yourself and found like you said in the beginning the intention and the clarity of what you want
0: Love it. Love all of that. You gave me goosebumps. <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> so so one of the biggest things you, you said there was take what works and leave what doesn't. Because too many times what I see as I'm working with people is they focus on the stuff that doesn't work. It's like, you know, not everything is, is garbage. And like I said in my, in my opening speech, it's not what happens to you. It's what can you take from it? To make yourself stronger and inspire someone else. You know, Cause I can sit there and say, yeah, I had a bad a bad knee injury. The doctor told me I'd never run a jump again. Like if, if the story stops there, that inspires no one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. And then I go on this woe, is me, self-pitying. And it's gonna you're gonna end up snowballing into something that's not help helpful and it doesn't help advance you at all. But by giving into how I defied those odds the work that I put in to get it strong again, to get it flexible again, and to actually have the courage to get back out on the track again, that's where the story becomes inspirational. And that's where I'm able to forgive that the accident happened, you know, cause my sister had a brain aneurysm burst five years ago and okay. that that comes with a 20% survival rate. Oh, and wow. she's still here, yeah. she's still here, but she is so bitter that it happened. And I'm doing my best to try to get through to her. And I'm like, "You're you're here." I said, "So now you can take what happened, and it's like she's an educator." I said, "You got to get back into these colleges and preach what my teachable moment was today. Seize the moment because your life flipped in half a second. She w- she was driving to to check on one of her schools, and it just happened while she was in the car. And you know, she ended up crashing, crashing into a tree, had a bad laceration. Like, she should not have pulled through that. I'm like, but you did. Like, you're here. You got to see your your kids graduate. One of her sons is playing professional basketball. Uh, I think he was just playing on, on the Puerto Rican national team. One of her daughters is being highly recruited for D1 basketball. One of her other daughters got a partial scholarship to play volleyball in new hampshire i'm like you got to witness all these things like if you died that day you would have missed all of this i'm like you have so much good stuff that you can talk about and that you can be in a good space yeah maybe you're in a wheelchair maybe you're learning how to walk again but damn it you're still here and getting her to step into that yes Did did it happen this was in 2016
1: okay so she she's very lucky to have you so thank god she's still here and you know the thing is everything that you're saying I, there's so many things I could say but one you know one thing is like you know thank god she's still here and then independently of your sister um everyone has to make the choice for themselves people yes. are addicted to their trauma and their pain and their anger people are addicted to it so they have to want to be so over being angry and so over their own emotions that they get underneath all of that to actually make a change. And that's why, yes. you know, like a lot of times it's well in life, it's life or death. You know, it's like, oh my God, I have to, I have to like find my passport. It's like it's such a life or death kind of thing because I have to get at the airport at this time. I have to find my keys at this time. Everything's mm-hmm. life and death. That's acting. It's life and death. It's storytelling and the, the circumstances and you know the stakes. So, you know, people, I had anger of my own. And this is what happened with my anger personally. So with my anger, I was going through life. I was going through life. And then um, kind of what I tapped into earlier about, you know, trusting other people. But I was, I was so attached to my anger and I didn't know it. And other people saw it and they love me and they care about me. And so they don't want to rub you the wrong way. Or, you know, other, most people, you know, there's a small percentage. And then the other people are just like, oh, you know, how are you doing? They're just saying it just to say it. Like the the, mm-hmm. the small group of people who are actually your people are like 5%. Then 15% are acquaintances and the rest are just like, you know, they don't really know what's going on. You can tell them everything, anything. And they just assume in their own mind and their own imaginations, they just fill in the rest. Right. But there's Mm -hmm. no emotional bonds and connectivity to those roots and attachments. But the thing is, I was so addicted to my anger. I was so addicted to my trauma and it was so hard to let it go. And it took a lot of deep, deep self-reflection and work of, making the choice over and over and over, like you said, showing up to the mat and and having it be a practice to show up to not spiral out because I was spiraling out and then not even knowing it. Now what I can do is I can see when I'm spiraling, I'm like, oh, I'm about to spiral out. Like, oh, I'm about to spiral out and I nip it in the butt and I nip it in the butt and now I make it an interpersonal challenge. Before I was resisting it, not wanting to be a part of it, Ugh, like ignoring it, <laughs> hiding it, isolating it, not being a part of it. Now I'm like, okay, beast. Hey, how you doing, beast? Oh
0: yeah, what up? <laughs> Let's <beast>? go. <laughs> like
1: you want to, you want to make? Oh, oh, oh. We're gonna have that. Okay, I know what my beast likes in the morning. I need to tame my beast in the morning. Do mm-hmm. some things for myself to make sure we get our day on the road. I need to do that, or else my beast can during the day be like, rawr. So then, like, you know, when that when that beast does come up, I I'm like, okay, now now I befriended this beast. So then, when you befriend it, the beast becomes smaller, smaller, smaller. And then you're like, oh, okay, that, that's, so, that's so cute beast. Come back later, we'll talk. I got it from here. <laughs> so Thanks, true. Baby. Thank you, you know? So that's like one thing. Um, so my background is cross country running. So I'm about short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. And the thing, what you said from the beginning was like, people, when they do something right away, they see like the negative or the word that you use. And then, but they just, lull in it. So for me, it's like as a human and as a producer, we have our analytical mind and then we have our emotional state. So like as an intelligent human being with circumstances that I was given and based on conscious awareness, if we're aware or not, or starting to become aware is this, it's like I show up to something, let's say in Santa Monica, I show up somewhere and there's a hundred things. Instantaneously, my um because we're sensorial beings. We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts going on the same train track, right? According to yeah. Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? Neuroscientist. And then but we're our emotional being, our our heart has over 40,000 neurons alone. Our hearts are very powerful, right? And um sensorially our body, our body intelligence, our sensations tell us something before it goes to the brain so example is like we're walking down the street and it's like I feel a vibe I feel something I sense something's off and then it's like um someone who's maybe scary right it's <laughs> yeah like what are they doing <laughs> or or you or you feel a vibe when you're like at a club or not lately but if you're like at a club <laughs> or you feel a vibe and you look over and you feel like someone's eyeing you you're like oh yeah and you feel that good vibe. So it's the subtle energies of our vibes and sensorily what we feel before it goes to the brain. So when I arrive, let's say in Santa Monica and there's a hundred people and things happening, I'm going to get intuitive hits from my body intelligence. That's going to dismantle, like go to the left, go to the right, just, and I'm just going to listen to that intuition, right? What my body intelligence says, left or right. And if I gravitate to the left, I'm going to want to connect with these kind of people, may, because they say in the first three seconds, you can, you know, see, you, you just, you have an intuitive hit and you know, so maybe I'm deciding to go to the left. So let's say you show up and they're like, okay, choose where you want to go, left or right. And I choose, I'm going to the left. So then I'm not going to focus on what's going on to the right. And I'm just going to dismantle what's going on to the right, because I'm going to focus on what's on the left. So that's kind of like, Initial protection and initial like listening to my spirit and my being of who I am to like where I'm supposed to be going And then let's say I'm to the left and I'm in this situation and I'm like, okay, these are the fundamentals These are the mechanics we have at hand. This is what we have to work on. Okay. This is what we don't want Let's get rid of that. It's not emotional, but this is what we don't want So naturally I just I'm gonna put the fires out. I'm just gonna get rid of what I don't want Okay, this is what we have to work with now. I'm gonna shift into the vibration of curiosity What can I do as an individual Mm. to add value to this project? What are the people on the team here going to add value so we can create something new together? And then you're in this playful situation where it's like, okay. And then you go on a journey of play and it's something beautiful. And then we're like, okay, so this is what we came up with. And we're like, okay, well, this is cool. This is what it is. I'm in gratitude. This works. It looks really cool. Or uh, we could have did better or mm, this doesn't work. Let's try something new. Right? So it's, it's instead of like, I'm really big into all or nothing. And you're making all or nothing choices by going to the left or to the right. But then there's the room of playing curiosity. And it's like as a cross country runner, what I do as an individual affects the whole. So when I show up to a project, it's like, hey, I'm curious. I'm going to add value. This is what excites me. This is what I don't like. This is what I add as an individual. But I want to be open to listen to you and my teammates to say, hey, What are you into? What interests you? And let's let it be a collaborative, collective kind of thing. So what we do as an individual affects the whole, not only in sports, but in our family, in the workplace and in life, people want to be heard. So we're either talking or we're listening, but how, when we're talking, what are our intentions? What are we saying? How are we adding value? How are we making an impact? And when we're listening, are we really listening? or we're just like listening to our own thoughts and our own ego, not really listening to what the other people are saying. Um, And then when the people are actually listening, what are they saying that they're not saying that we can actually pick up on those subtle energies to maybe be more empathetic, to maybe we're only, they say, as strong as our weakest link. So it's an interpersonal challenge and it's a practice and we get to show up and we get to mess up and we get to fail and we get to keep failing. But then when we do, it's the attitude of, oh my God, that was horrible. But guess what? I'm going to have a drink of water. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'm not going to be attached to my suffering. I'm not going to be attached that it didn't work out. Yes. I might be I might be bummed. But the emotion's going to come. The emotion's is going to go. But then I get to make the choice again to show up the mat. I get to make the choice again to show up tomorrow, to wake up tomorrow, and try something new. And that's the discovery and the journey of life.
0: Love all of that. So one thing you said, there is something that I say on this show constantly said this is the 160th episode I probably said it on 150 of them thank you (laughs) is what you do affects everyone else it's like I tell people all the time you know like the the majority of my audience is moms and you know when people become moms they they tend to think that society says you have to put all your hopes all your dreams all your wishes on the back burner and I constantly say you cannot inspire anyone if you are uninspired like, you you, you can't. It's impossible. It's like, you have to be the best possible version of yourself. And when you do that, you become a better parent. You become a better friend. You become a better coworker, a better leader, a better better spouse. Like, there's so many different ways that your life gets enhanced when you're doing the things that you love. And your kids see this, and then they'll know as they're growing up, they have permission to pursue the things that they love. And... And I love how you said to, to not be attached to suffering because that in itself is an epidemic. Like, so many people just wallow in their own misery. And I always had the people I work with, I ask one question when they're, they're going through telling me all their woes what you gonna do? <laughs> it's that simple. What are you gonna do? It's like you can keep swimming in it or you can get out of the pool. <laughs> it's like yeah, you've got two it's, options.
1: It's just a downward spiral. but. People like, it's very like masochistic in a kind of way. People mm. like being in that spiral. I, as an artist, well, first, before I say that, I just want to say what you said about inspiration. Inspiration is in spirit, in spirit, inspired. So yes. if you're in spirit with your curiosity and the color and the play for self first, then yes, we can be a ripple effect for the children and other, and the family and the other people um, by being inspired in spirit and, and discovering. And if we don't know what that is, it's okay. I've been lost so many times. It's there, and it's just—it's one step as a discovery. Which is, let's let me hold my own hand. What does little K want to do? Ice cream. Okay, let's go get ice cream. <laughs> if I want to go get. If I want, what does little K want to do? Go to a bookstore. What am I? And then where do I, what do I do when I'm in a bookstore? I go to Shakespeare. That's what little K wanted to do, and it gives me that spark inside, and it gives yes. that spirit back, make it come alive. And what it does—the third chakra, your solar plex. It raises the vibration. And if you're like, I'm going to go get ice cream and you do it, you get happy. If you're like, I'm Mm going to go like to the mailbox and get the mail and you do it, you're happy. If you're like, I want to do the laundry and you do it, you're like, oh, I did it. It's like a little Mm -hmm. pat on the back like I did it. But if you're like, oh, i want to go get the mail and I don't do it you nick at your self-esteem, you nick at your self-worth. And a lot of people have issues with their self-worth yes. because they say they're gonna do something and they don't do it. So the power of the word, I am the world" by Paul Selleck is amazing. I am the word, That um, that's written in the Bible. Like it's the word, it's the the word. Like first there was the word and it's like, we have our word. So if we're, we say we wanna do something, do it. It doesn't matter what it looks like start messy, just do it. The imposter syndrome in of our head, the resolution uh, of the uh, the projection of how it's gonna look is probably going to be different, but it's an anchor and a target of a direction, of a clarity vision that you were saying earlier of where we're yes. gonna go. But just start messy one step in front of the other and just dismantle what's not working. And if you can't completely dismantle what's not working, like, oh my God, like every week I have to talk to someone for 30 minutes. Well, the next time talk to them for 20. The next yes. time, talk to them for 15. Start getting that energetic time back of what you don't want to be doing yes. that you're dragging and complaining about. If it's someone that you're spending a lot of time with, but you're not liking it, they're not fulfilling your needs. Like, it's your responsibility to show it for you and fulfill your needs. And if you're yes. feeling that, you, they're addicted to your own crap, too. They're, just like you're addicted to your own crap, they're addicted to their own crap. And you're actually going to enhance their life by removing yourself from that energetic state. And you're going to elevate your relationship with that person because you're going to be more in the flow of what you want to be doing. So you're going to be happier. And that person's going to get, get their vibrant energy back too. And they're going to be doing things that are going to be good for their soul, hopefully. And then they can add value Mm -hmm. to your life and you can add value to their life. And then it's like a transfer of energy. And it's hard to communicate that sometimes, but sometimes we just need to take action, you know?
0: Can I just tell you, this is exactly why I don't use talking points, <laughs> because mm. the, the, this has been an incredible conversation so far. <laughs> Absolutely oh, incredible. Oh, you know?
1: you. Wow, I agree. Thank you.
0: Thank <laughs> no, so it's, well, like you said earlier about that, about the transfer of energy, because we're clearly on the same wavelength, you know, and being just like I read in your, in your bio earlier about helping other people transform, helping other people see that light. Like, pe- like we can look at the, you know, starting the podcast last, last year. We can look at all of your, your accolades. We can look at having guests from all the compliment, from all the continents and everything else. But none of that matters if your message isn't inspiring people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's when it becomes bigger than, than yourself. Like how we started the show, talking about, you know, serving, like, what did you call it? You called it the presence to, to live up to. You know, like that's that's so it's so important. And when I was coming back from my knee injury, that's when I was like, all right, this isn't about me now, because the medical professional said this isn't going to happen. If I make it happen, this is now way bigger than me. Not to just say, wow, I made it happen. It's now when other people are in any kind of rut. Or if someone tells someone, you'll never make it as a singer. You'll never make it as an actor. You'll never make it in business. You, you know, you'll never be a female CEO. Because people try to do that stuff every single day. And yeah. I, I can come and be like, no, listen, someone with a PhD who spent 30 years in medicine told me I was going to have this outcome. And I proved, uh, it's not even that I proved them wrong. I like I like rather saying I defied the odds. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. I took what their experience told them and I got through that. So you yeah. can get you through grew, this. Yeah,
1: you grew through it. It's yes. everything growth. just like for your sister. Like it's her journey for, for when she's ready. Cause she wants to be attached yeah. to the anger. She wants to be attached to the stuff. Like she's still healing. She's still wounded. But when she's ready in her own time and it's great, she has you as a support system to motivate and help her, but people want to do it within their own time. And so with your knee yeah. injury, like, okay, whatever it was, but also when something like that happens, be like, oh, okay, this is my body needing to rest. Not, oh crap, this happened to my knee, or oh, this happened to me, oh my God. No, mm-hmm. it's hey, you know, let me let me nurture, let me take more baths, let me listen to podcasts, let me nourish my soul and my mind, because this is an opportunity I can grow. My body needs to heal right now, because it, we're not human doers, we're human beings. So we need to be, yes. right? We get to be, 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 being, like be here now. Not go 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 like yang 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 do 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 like I mean yes. that's the vigorous awesome thing about life, but that but the yin is so powerful and the intimacy of like you know the 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 subtle energy of being so sensitive too and like oh let me let me rub lavender or like oil and let me get some massages and let me just sleep you know it's so healthy to sleep and let me it, it, the the fastest way to repair the immune system you know, is by sleeping. Uh, But Mm -hmm. what I want to say, because I saw this quote yesterday, I screenshotted it, and I love this (laughs) so much. So eloquent. It says, when someone tells you it can't be done, which I've heard so many times, and that's why I was saying earlier, like, be careful who you share things with, because they're like, oh, that Mm -hmm. can't be done. But you're right. Maybe it can't be done, because it's not... 2008 or 1980 or 1970 it was already done it's the 21st century the way it's going to be done mm-hmm. now it's going to be something different it's going to be like in a digital age it's going to be so yeah. different than how how you're think, how your short mind is thinking it's of course it's not going to be done that way but it says when someone tells you it can't be done it's more a reflection of the of the, okay when someone tells mm-hmm. you it can't be done it's more a reflection of their limitations, not yours.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like Eric Thomas, he's a motivational speaker. He says, too, like, you know, like he'll say, don't put your limitations on me. You know, so it's along, along the same lines. Like, don't, don't do that. And when I was healing, like, kind of how you were saying about take what works and leave what doesn't. said, okay, right now, this moment, I can't jump, I can't run, but I can still shoot. Like, I could sit in my wheelchair and shoot baskets with my son. I could sit in my wheelchair and throw the football with my daughter. You know, like, I could still race the twins because I was in my wheelchair racing them while they were running. (laughs) You know, so because, like, I'm a competitor and I'm fueled by competition. So, for me, just laying around just doesn't work. And when I was doing my, my PT exercises, we can play UNO. You know, cause that's still a competition. Oh, we can play checkers. We can play play chess. Like I just stepped into all the things I could do. Mm-hmm. I didn't worry about the one thing I can't do yet. But mm-hmm. when that first day came where I was able to run, it, it meant everything. And then once I got back out on the track, cause uh, oh, you were a cross country guy, I was a track and field guy. And so I actually hurt my knee when the high jump, but mm-hmm. it, took, it took me seven years to get back to that place. 'Cause it's like you know, you get that, what if it happens again? You know, what if it's worse this time? But but then again, as I just said last time, but there is no inspiration in that. It's like what if I get back out there and it's fine. Now every now the comeback is complete. Go ahead.
1: So I love what you just said. And what what I want to share with you, which you probably already discovered, but what I discovered was so I, I used to run cross country, I used to 50 miles a week. So my body was like, I know how my body was when I was running 50, 50 uh, miles a week, 10 miles a day. And it was just like, you know, so then I went through this journey of life and then I'm like, okay, so I, as as children, I think it's really important for kids to do sports because it builds your body temple as an oak tree to prepare your body for life but not have the pressure for the kids to go on to MBAs and all that psychological attachments that come with the illusion and the dream and those things too, unless the kids want to do it. But, um, I think it's important when I have kids one day, God willing, sooner than later, hopefully, Mm -hmm. um, that I'll want my kids to have that inner strength and that core and that motivation and that coaching ability, how you have, how I have for, for sports is so important for children. Um, so what happened along my journey and this is like okay it's been over a decade that i've been running but i still have my like my mental attitude of short-term medium-term long-term goals but i was like okay i want to get my body banging i want to get my body dah, dah, dah. and i kept saying the word b-a-c-k back and i kept saying and i and i along the journey people are like oh i want to be how i was in this photo 10 years ago i want to be how i was in this photo i want to be like how i was when i was this age mm-hmm. and the thing is what i've learned to hack h-a-c-k is there's no going B-A-C-K. There's no going back. So what you just said growing through it, and you're like, what if I could be this now and do it this way and this, this, is there's no going to my body when I was a cross-country runner. Like I, yeah. my, my body <laughs> has changed. Like yes. my whole <laughs> being, my organs, everything has changed. But what I want to do is take the mold of how I was then and, you know, implement the mold of, who I am now. So the thing I think where people get in the loop and stuck is in the illusion of going back and we're not going back. And the power of the word is so important. So even if it's like, oh, you know what I mean? No. Do you know what you mean? Because of how you're saying it is how it's going to show up, right? How we're saying it is how it's going to show up for us.
0: Exactly, I tell tell people you you get you get what you focus on. It's it's that is that simple. If you look at the world and all you see is all the problems, that's all you're gonna see. And whenever people say there's no opportunities out there, I'm like, because you're not looking for them. There's opportunities everywhere, wow. especially really? now. Yeah, especially wow. now.
1: I mean, for anyone to say there's no opportunities out there, life is an energy of the unstoppable the unpredicted the fantasy land of the unknown it's just the people are so in their own movie that there's no opportunity in their mind they've cut themselves up from the life force people have cut yeah. themselves off from life force so we need to dismantle everyone we're around literally and get in solitude and self and write that down and circle all the same thoughts that keep coming up And then they're called scripts. And then you see all the thoughts that you're writing down and then make a list like, I do not want these thoughts. And then do another list of joy and like do a joy journal for 40 days and write down things that bring me joy. Butterfly, I'm doing it right now. It's whatever comes up. So it would be this, it would be, and if you don't wanna write it down, you can do it in a voice memo or type it. Um, Butterflies, toes in the sand, um, makeup, coffee uh health like music like anything that brings me joy so then i'm smiling and it's going to put me into a joy state and then you can go and circle all 40 days later go and look put a circle around all those things that you thought that bring you joy and then do one two three of those things start it could be the simplest thing like my feet on the grass going for a drive by myself treating myself You know, to a drive, to a a bike ride, to listening to a new podcast, like whatever that is for you. And then all the things that are bothering you, what, what we do is, if it's like something that keeps coming in my head and I don't like it and it's the same thing that keeps coming up, be mindful. Oh, that just came in my head. Nip it in the butt. Oh, that just came in my head. Time's going by, time's going by, five minutes later. All of a sudden you're thinking about that same thing again. Stop it. Oh, attention, stop it. Repivot the energy to focus on something you want to be focusing on. And, you know, keep calling it out, keep putting the fire out, keep calling it out. And then you're taking control over your mind. So your autonomic nervous system isn't controlling you. That we're, we're on a road, like when you go to drive a car, you're not thinking about it. You just, nope. you know, where to turn left, you know, where to go right, you know, your street address, you know, who to call when you're going home you know, who to check in with, like, that's, on. that's all auto all, autopilot. That's how like our minds are. That's how our emotions are. We're just on autopilot. So it takes work and to break that down. And all this information is amazing. And I hope you love it all, but also Absolutely. on my website, that's right here underneath your name, my website, I coach people. So I coach people, I have sessions with people one-on-one. So, you know, if you have questions or something specific, you can just book me on the website and we can talk more, you know, about coaching you. And, you know, sometimes we make a one month plan, a six month plan, a year plan, and it's you showing up to yourself to make that commitment to, for whatever you want. And no one knows what you want. Even if I was here all day telling you what I want and you were telling me what you want and everyone tells everyone what they want in the deepest, deepest of our psyche and our beings and our souls and our spirits, no one could ever understand. We're It's a discovery. We're still fully understanding it all ourselves. And that's okay. We don't have to have it all fil- figured out. And if you look at a movie, Dune, it's coming out like right now, it's amazing. Uh, Warner Brothers, they invited me to a special screening of Dune. How, what a great gift. And that's the fruits of my labor. I didn't know that was gonna happen, but because I'm energetically, intentionally doing more joyful things, doing more things of what I do want, there's energetic flows that come out. Hey, wanna be on this podcast? Hey, wanna go to the screening? Hey, wanna go be backstage and go on this experience? I'm like, oh, cool, wanna be in this movie? Yeah, so things are gonna happen. So you need to start sowing the seeds, planting more of what you do want, right? And then just dismantle immediately what what you can, like pull the roots, and then whatever you can't dismantle immediately, Uh, You can, um, you know, nourish those in a kind way, not have adversity to them. You already have the adversity to them, but just know that that's there. And and they say when you love someone, you let them go gracefully, right? It doesn't have to be a traumatic thing because it's a traumatic thing on your psyche and theirs. And you're going to make the experience more difficult for oneself.
0: Absolutely. So I was going to ask you, when I was first going through your bio, and, I'm like, I was going to say, what? You know, I saw all, the, all the, the actors and actresses you performed with. And I actually saw an episode of Law & Order that you, you were on. Like, I, 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 showed, I showed your actor reel to my, my daughter earlier because she loves Law and & Order. And I, I was like, do you remember this episode? And since she's watching, she's like, yeah, I do. I was like, I'm interviewing her today. She's like, really? <laughs> I was oh like, right. yes. i <laughs> Will do. What's her but name? Olivia. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> and so my question was, is like, how, how did she position herself to get these roles? But like, but like, you don't even have to answer it. Cause you already did. <laughs> you spent the last 51 minutes showing how, how you, how you got the successes that, that you're having. It's what you're putting out there. It's, it's your vision and, and how you portray yourself.
1: Yeah. So all of that, in addition, um, uh, Dennis Quaid, when I first went to Hollywood gave me the best advice ever. And I'm just like, it's so good for people to hear. It doesn't matter if it's acting or modeling or music or nothing to do with entertainment at all. Um, like get the principles, get get the baseline. So Dennis Quaid, I met him and he told me, and it's true to this day because there's a the psychological stuff and everything in between that we've been talking about yeah. and the consistency and showing up and, um, growing through the experiences and then growing through those experiences and and applying them to my craft of acting, applying them to my life, like lifting it into my art. Instead of it having me going down a spiral, when I go down a spiral and I'm having these things happen, I then take it and I just don't let it sit there. Like you clean up your crap, literally, you clean it up. So I take it and I put it on the canvas. I put it on the canvas in my painting. I put it on the canvas with my music. When I make beats, I put it on the canvas when I'm doing an acting role, I'll tap into like how I was feeling when I was downward spiraling. Nothing is wasted. There's good energy, bad energy, but it's still energy. We're just, there's all this infinite energy, but how are you choosing to spend that energy? No opportunities, no opportunities, no opportunities. That's fine, but that's your choice and it's a choice. And there's also indecision, which is a major choice. There's yes, no, and then there's I don't know. And the I don't know is a major, the indecision is a decision and it's just wasted energy. But I did that for years. But what I was gonna tell you is, Dennis Quaid said, get a manager, get an agent, get a job, at the rest. Get an agent, get a manager, at the rest. So I got an agent in New York, I got a manager in New York, and they got me the auditions. And it was my job to book the auditions. And I book Law & Order SVU, and it's a strong accolade because I was told it was a gift that was given to me. They're like, it's the longest-running show in New York City. To be on that show is such an honor. And to be on that show, everyone who's been on that show, they've gone off to have amazing careers. Those, Those were languages and gifts and the wisdoms in the industry that were given to me. But by doing all the preparation of the things we've talked about, it led me to that, but having an agent and having a manager, the team, the supportive team to get me those opportunities because I wouldn't have been able to get those opportunities on my own. And if they were, they would be very few and far between, few and far between because, um, you know, it's like there's a machine to every system, you know? And I went in as a rebel without a cause wanting to Mm -hmm. break the systems. And as an artist and as a human, you wanna come and shake the stuff up. You wanna like shake it up which is cool, but also if you have a well-oiled machine, it's like just lean into it. And I, yes. uh, being self-destructive and, uh, and sabotaging, um, you know, I got into it, I went with it, but then I tried to like, you know, my ego and a part of me was, you know, the wild buck of a horse I was, was trying to like, you know, get, go against the grain. And I did that and, and then you grow through that and then you apply it and then you're like, okay, well, this is an, uh, a well-oiled machine, Lean into HBO Max, Amazon, Netflix, mm-hmm. like lean into these amazing opportunities. And I mean, it's a part of a system that I choose to be a part of, but it's a choice. Yes. But how am I choosing to show up with it, right? Be Get an agent, get a manager, do your job, show up with a positive mental attitude, do great work and and, you know, be in gratitude for what's already there because we can lean into it we can lean into it and appreciate that we're a part of this collective because like you were saying earlier, it's so much bigger than us. Yes.
0: Yes. And I love how you said no energy wasted. That's, that's awesome. Like how how I'm feeling here. I put it into this, how I'm feeling here. I put it into that. It's amazing. All right. So you have a book and a podcast. So let's talk about those.
1: Yeah, She's All Over the Place podcast. We have three full seasons, over 60 episodes, arts and business and entertainment to add value with ethics, morals, and values. So anything about the entertainment industry, um, you can tune in and hear the podcast or watch them on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Katie Chinakis. Uh, And if there is a specific episode or something you want to know about, then I can lead you to that episode and or create an episode about it. So um, I love podcasting. Um, I love ancient wisdom. I love, Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 12, I wanted, you know, it was like, there was like the good angel and the bad angel (laughs) that came. And I wanted, I wanted that wisdom. I wanted that intelligence of someone guiding me and leading me in life. And I didn't know anyone in the entertainment industry. And I know all you need to know is one person. And there there wasn't Google, there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't self-publishing. There wasn't, I don't think, podcasting. So um Like with all this uh, valuable information, that's a privilege and it's a gift and it's all free. We can just soak up the information, but not only soaking up the information, hacking and applying it, applying the knowledge. So listen to the podcast, but then take action on it. You know, if, if it's something or maybe you just want to be entertained, that's cool. So that's the podcast I wanted to start it eight years ago, and I, I watch out Joe Rogan. I would have been like way bigger than Joe Rogan by mm-hmm. now, but I didn't. I didn't know how to get on the train tracks. And an awesome angel came along, is old Attractenberg. She has the Innovative Mindset Podcast, and she, we were in a stand-up comedy class together, and she's like, "Want to be on my podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, cool." She's like, "Okay, great." Next, I'm like, "When, where?" She's like, "Oh yeah, next class. I'll just bring it." She brought her laptop. She brought this mic with cat hair all around it. There's all. This <laughs> There's all these act because I'm usually like in soundproof booths when I'm recording, you know, like real serious. And <laughs> and she's like with cat and I'm deathly allergic to cats. And she has cat hair all over the mic and we're just doing it. And people are walking by and it's just like noise in the background. And then I remember and I was like, yo, like, really? And and then she's and I'm like, I wanna I wanna do a podcast. I, I don't know how to do it, like started. And she's like, Oh, just set a time with me and we'll make it happen. I literally set a time with her a neck less than a week later, pouring rain sat in a cafe in New York city in less than an hour. I posted my first podcast in 2019 and it was just like off to the races ever since. So uh, we're doing season four in January, 2022 I'm doing a women empowerment series um, because of the diversity and um, the insecurities of being a young uh, child, uh, quote unquote, what I was taught in a man's world. And so I was taught, Um, by society to look up to men to be angel investors. I looked up to men to invest in me and my business instead of developing uh, women or feminine energies. And so now through the psychological aspect of, you know, all genders and being equal, um, I just really want to co-collectively connect with Uh, women and not only women but all genders and femininity and femininity isn't just in um, quote-unquote girls or women femininity is in you it's in all of us and that fine balance so to hone in and to strengthen some of my weakest links I wanted to focus on femininity a women empowerment series for season four and talk about things that maybe I haven't talked about with other people that are important topics to me and I feel um, to other people from what I've heard as well.
0: Love it. That's, that's awesome. So the the, the other one that, that you said that you were on is called the Innovative Mindset Podcast?
1: Yeah, that's Isolde's podcast. All
0: right, and and who, who runs that one?
1: Isolde Trachtenberg. Zolda. Isolda, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isolde. Yeah, she's cool. She's Russian. She's awesome. I can introduce you to her. <laughs> oh,
0: awesome. She's great. Nice. She, she
1: worked at NASA. She's, like, so smart. She's from Russia, but she grew up in Michigan, so we had this Michigan connection because I lived in Michigan, too. I was born there, but uh, okay. but we met in New York in a stand-up comedy class. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. All right, so you got got any, any, any last words for us? Unfortunately, our, our time is over because I, yeah. I, I feel like we could talk for another two hours.
1: Totally, totally. Check out a loversfairytale.com. It's my new poetry book and it's a language and fantasy and dream play of what we were talking earlier about shifting into the vibration of curiosity. Because when we're so stuck within our own selves, it's like we were saying, like I was saying it was concrete. So the poetry book is for one to have moments with oneself to be able to tap in to the playful energy of fantasy and play and um, you can go to chinakas.com also, um, just put in your email and I have an automation set up where I send you a playlist of a lover's fairy tale of, um, music videos, spoken word music videos that I self-produced and financed um, over the last decade of my careers. So, um, that's, um, on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, it's everywhere. So a lovers fairytale.com.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I watched I watched some some of your videos this morning before beforehand. Yep. Good 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 stuff. Very, very good yeah. stuff. It's like I, I tip I typically don't don't dig into to my guest story too much because I don't want to know too much because I like mm. I like the information to just organically surface, but mm. I, I got I got wrapped wrapped into your stuff. <laughs> I was like, like she was wow. awesome. <laughs> you know, and the uh and you know the conversation didn't disappoint at all. So so this is this is awesome. Um like I said, when I originally came across your bio, I mean I didn't think you was gonna get this deep though, but but I was like, you know, it sounds sounds like we're on we're on the same page. But yeah, you definitely you definitely have it together. You know, I I, I wrote down like different times because I go through, I take these and I make clips. And I, and I put the clips on Instagram and I wrote down several, several different times to, to clip up. Cause you were just dropping just golden nugget after golden nugget after golden nugget. So.
1: Wow. I, well, you yeah, want... send them to me and my team will post them on our platforms as well. Definitely. Oh, awesome.
0: Thank you. Totally, Of course. And, and do you want some more, some more bookings? Cause I have podcast friends.
1: Oh yeah. Send them over for sure. Definitely. I'm, I'm here to make an impact one person at a time. I mean, if, if it's just you and me, Robert, that's cool for me to make an impact. I'm going to be a ripple effect uh, hopefully on your life. And then it'll be a ripple effect for your, your inner circle and then in your in your life. So if if it's just you and me here, I I showed up and and did my mission and and fulfilled my own cup. If there's 50,000 people tuning in, or 50 million, it's all of the same. It's, it's making an impact one person at a time and it really it's really exciting and um you know it's it took a long time for me to really comprehend and understand that lastly because i'm such a macro person my human design you can go to mybodygraph.com and check out your human design for free there's five different hmm. types and i'm a projector and 23 of the population are projectors elizabeth taylor was a projector and people want to be around projectors because they're the ones that make things happen. They're the producers. Yes. They see the macro vision. And since I'm such a fantasy girl and a, such a producer of the macro, but I'm very attuned to the micro from the cross country background. The 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 micro, but um, through my journey, I've got to experience the intricacies the of the the micro and the the in the, the sewing in between. So for for me to be here makes a great impact on the whole. Like I said, just one person at a time.
0: Absolutely, love it. Well, thank you very much. Um, don't sign off though, because I, I want to um, just talk about, about the, the people I'm gonna gonna connect you with just to make sure it's a good fit. Yeah, totally. All right, well, thank you very much, much for joining and uh, I'll be right back with you.
1: Okay, Mwah. all right.
0: <laughs> all right so that was katie Your website is still up here on the screen it's chanakis and for those catching us on the audio replay it's com. reach out to her have a conversation with her if you watch this one then you know that she can definitely she definitely has the mental arsenal to where she can help you through whatever it is you're going through because i have a page and a half full of notes over here i'm just big takeaways that i took away from this conversation and so as you guys know i always end off by saying it doesn't matter how big the mountain is you can't change the grade of the mountain but you can change your ability to climb it all right i'm going to leave you there i'll be back on monday with my lovely daughter olivia as we will be discussing i'm not going to tell you what the topic is yet you'll just have to tune in monday at 11 but we, we were watching a couple of videos these last couple of days and we're going to react to them. So that's Monday at 11 and you guys have yourself a great day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You've been listening to shut up and grind.